I was in Seashelt for that heat wave last year, the heat dome, but I had just come through uh, from Jasper to Vancouver on the train. So we stopped in Kamloops. We went through sort of nearby Lytton and so forth. It turns out that that record-breaking heat wave that scorched all of Western North America last June was amongst the most extreme ever recorded globally. That's according to new modeling and analysis by researchers at universities in the United Kingdom. The study published Wednesday in the journal uh, Science Advances found that just five other heat waves since the 1960s were more extreme. That's based on how far they surpassed the average summertime heat over the previous 10 years. We were curious, how did the heat wave here catch the eyes of researchers in the United Kingdom? Why? What did they find out? So joining me now is Alan Kennedy Asser, a research associate in the School of Geographical Sciences at uh, and Cabot Institute for the Environment at the University of Bristol in England. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me, Ben. Lovely to speak to you. I, I guess, how did you, first of all, I guess, setting out to do this research, um, what were you looking to find out and how did you land on the heat wave that hit our part of the world last summer? Yeah, that's a good question. So the, the research was led by my colleague, uh, Vicky Thompson, also based at the University of Bristol. And the, the project she's working on was really looking at the emergence of, you know, extreme heat waves globally and with, with a changing climate, you know, how, how big will they become and at what point can we really pick out the, the signal of climate change and, and amplifying those heat waves? So she was always very interested in taking a global um, perspective and looking at heat waves and it happened that her project, you know, was already underway when the heat wave occurred last year. So it, it gave us a reason to focus on, on a particular event rather than just, you know, doing some general analysis um, for the whole world. We were able to focus on this one location, this one event, and then use that to compare to other heat waves that have occurred around the world. So I suppose, yeah, quite fortuitous timing um, in, in that way, just, you know, because it fitted with her research that she was doing. What did you, what did you find? I mean, we, we knew it to be, an extreme event here simply because it became so hot so fast and much hotter. It was the hottest temperature ever recorded in Canada in Lytton uh, mm-hmm. last summer. So, so what did you find in your research? It, it was one of the more extreme heat events globally over the last many decades. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, we looked at a data set that went back as far as 1950 and we find it to be the sixth most extreme uh, in, in that data set. And that in some ways surprised us because, you know, obviously, as, as you know, far better than, than I know, but, you know, from the media that we saw here, it looked so, so extreme, that big heat dome that was there. And by just by how much the temperature records were, were broken in Canada, we, you know, we would have assumed that that had to be, you know, the, the biggest that had ever occurred. But actually, when we did this analysis, we found that there were other events in the record of a similar magnitude. Um, but though I suppose what made our research maybe a little different from how it's been looked at before is we we didn't just think uh, about a heat wave in terms of what I call the, the absolute temperature. So let's say it was 10 degrees Celsius above normal. We thought about how, how far outside the normal variability for that area is a heat wave. So in somewhere like in Canada, you might expect reasonably large temperature variability between one summer and another. So therefore, it needs to be a bigger heat wave to, to classify as a really major heat wave. Whereas some of the regions that we find around the world normally had a very, very stable climate. You know, 
every summer would consistently be within, I don't know, maybe at one degree or something like that. And so actually relative to them, a five degree heat wave is, is very, very big and outside what would normally be experienced in that area. So it was sort of a new way of looking at heat waves and thinking about how extreme is it relative to what's normal for that area. What else did you learn? I mean, it, it is interesting in of itself that researchers in the UK would settle on that particular event to study uh, the impacts of climate change and of heat, uh, the kind of heat we saw last year. But what else did you learn about that event that uh, that surprised you? Yeah, it was, it was interesting to be able to dig a little bit into some of the uh, reasons why the event occurred. So, um, you know, part of that paper, we, we started to think about the processes. So the, the heat dome that sort of settled in was associated with a big high pressure, blocking high pressure that sat over the area. And so you've got high pressure conditions, generally you've got clear skies and lots of incoming radiation from the sun. But what we saw uh, when we looked at 2021, compared to all the previous years for sort of Western Canada, was that it was a very, very dry year before these, this, this high pressure condition set in. And because it was very, very dry, normally when you get this you know, big increase in solar radiation coming down, some of that energy will be used to evaporate moisture from plants or from the soil. But because you'd had dry conditions as well, there was no, less water to evaporate. Uh, and as a result, all of the incoming solar radiation just caused the temperature to increase. And that, you know, really contributed to why the air temperatures got so, so hot. So this is, you know, something which I've looked at quite a bit in, in my previous research. You know, we sort of look to see, does that have an effect in places like the UK? And it's, you know, it's never normally as clear a signal as it was, you know, for, for this area in Canada. So, you know, that was really, really interesting from our perspective to be able to get to see these these events, you know, happening in the real world. What does it tell you, though? I, mean, I guess because it becomes a, a, a to, to use a very a very non scientific term, it becomes a vicious circle. Yeah, it, it, I mean, in a way, because this these dry conditions amplified it. Um, yeah, it, it acts as what we would call a feedback, I suppose, because you know you, you sort of associate the two things happening side by side, but it does make it slightly more complicated um from you know uh as a climate scientist trying to think about what's going to happen in the future because it's what we call a compound event you know it relies on both of these things kind of happening simultaneously and sometimes you could have high pressure and and lots of moisture available and that might mute a heat wave or other times the dry conditions and high pressure will will line up with each other and you'll, you'll amplify it so uh, yeah, it, it makes, I suppose it makes my job interesting, you know, because each, every heat wave is going to be different in every place and every time. So, um, but yeah, it was um, interesting to see that it happened in this case. So Alan, I guess in a nutshell, uh, this was this heat dome last summer in, in BC was a, an event of, of, of a global magnitude of interest to a global community of researchers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um very, very um, exceptional, but crucially, as as the paper said, not entirely unique. You know, it's not like, oh, well, we can just ignore that. It's not going to happen again. You know, that's that's exactly not what we're saying in this paper. Like these these sort of events can occur, have occurred in the past and will occur in the future. And if if they're imposed uh, upon a warmer world, um, you know, they're only going to be even bigger in the future. So it's definitely really, really important that we all learn from each other because there's, you know, it's very hard to, to know what is 
the best right answer. Uh, we're all going to have different ways of dealing with this heat uh, and, and trying to reduce uh, our, the emissions and, and the warming that's coming out there. So hopefully we can all learn from each other. Alan, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you very much, Ben. Lovely speaking to you.